When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show on a Live Nations Friday, Lucy Goosey edition of the program. Great to be with you. I'm Jeff, that's Tom. Director Matthew in the house as well. Separation Saturday nearly upon us. Here we go. I'm pumped. I, I had a chance to really jump in and look at some games for the sports book. Go over there on YouTube, like and subscribe, Sportsbook. Got uh, some write-ups there. Write-ups, I say. Uh, voiceovers for said write-up. And uh, and matchups abound. A couple of different picks there to have fun with. But they're the most uh, high-profile of the games, too. Uh, obviously, today, Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, joins us. Take a look around college and pro football with him. See what side he likes. And uh, my mom in hour number two, as uh, she's got to get back on track, beginning to fall into a further deficit. So we'll see her around 2.30 and get after those wagers as uh, we're wont to do as well. Good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Well, hello there. Yeah. How are you? I'm great. I am great. I'm you sounded. You've got a little bit of pep in your step on a Friday. Yeah, I'm excited about the weekend. It's going to be a great weekend. I hope the Knowles, I hope my Knowles surprise uh, us. I, I don't think they will. I didn't pick them, but I've been wrong. I've been wrong before. So, hey, it, it, it wouldn't be shocking if we come out and play real well and give ourselves a chance. I'm rooting for it. I'm excited to have a good atmosphere, though. Excited to have the fans in town. Excited that, you know, Florida State's playing in games now where expectations are a thing. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that's the good and the bad of it because you meet disappointment when you have expectations that aren't met, and uh, that hurts. But at the same time, uh, it beats the hell out of apathy, beats the hell out of not caring one way or the other, knowing that uh, it's highly unlikely or that it's irrelevant because you're irrelevant, you know, that kind of thing. That, that was weighing on me these last few years, and I think that the very least Florida State has gotten to a place now. I'll give you a good – uh, I, I'll give you a good example of this, Tom. I, I was speaking with one of my brothers. I have brothers everywhere, and one of them lives in Atlanta, and uh, he's not an old at all. Uh, his two daughters, one goes to Georgia, one goes to Georgia Tech, and uh, and he went to USF, and his wife went to Florida. So if anything, they oh lean. Well, yeah, if, if anything, they lean towards uh, the University of Florida. Uh, but but he doesn't hate the Knowles. He's just sort of like, hey, you know, hey, my brother went there. I'll root for him. You know that kind of thing. But he doesn't. He so we talk frequently. I'm very close with him. And he said, um, he goes, man, I watch you guys all the time. I, you're a much better product to watch. I in the last few years, I wouldn't even text you anymore, Jeff, because I just thought, oh God, I don't, I don't have anything nice to say. I'm not going to say it. He's like, now I like watching Florida State. I, I texted back, why? He goes, oh, you guys fight like hell. You guys are fun. You're not there yet. You're not even close, but you will. You guys fight like hell. I'm like, and that's an objective voice. That's somebody from afar who doesn't care about that outcome. He's a huge college football fan. He's just kind of like, yeah, man, you're a fun team to watch. You guys are back fighting again. It's good to see. And it wasn't patronizing. It wasn't anything like that. He's right. He's right. That's kind of where we're at. We're not where we want to be. 
We're not where we need to be for those of us who feel it, you know, deep down and follow it on a daily basis and know the history of this program. But we are back to a place where it's reasonable to go in and, and face good football teams and have an expectation that you could be in the game, that you could win the game, that you, that you have uh, enough uh, to think that you could win it. A lot of folks who listen to the show this time of year don't really care about Florida State baseball, and I understand that, but I'm going to use an analogy of a few years ago, probably more like five or six seasons ago now, when Florida was at the height of its power under O'Sullivan, and we were just stuck. Yes. Yeah. Stuck in third gear. Stuck indeed. And we always seemed to play them in, in big high-leverage moments of the season, either lost a lot of games and so you need to bounce back and, and you're just hoping, or we had the weekend where we play them, I think it was a Super Regional down in Gainesville. And the, the prep for that show and the talking points around those games were you need baseball to be baseball. Essentially, you yeah. need to get yeah. lucky yeah. to be able lucky to beat to this win. team. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just that's such a helpless way to go into a, a particular game of any kind. And that's the way football has been for years here. Way too long. Where you're saying, well, hopefully they don't take us seriously. They put the ball on the ground a couple of times. Yeah, and if they help. do that... Then we're up seventeen to seven or seventeen to three, and then maybe we can hold on for dear life. We're not in that place anymore. We no. can we can do something about it. You do need the ball to bounce your way a little bit. You need a little bit of luck. Yeah, and the, the bigger matchups. Yeah, but it's not you're not completely helpless. You can actively do something to put yourself in position to win. You don't need baseball to be baseball or the oblong ball to bounce your way three different times to where the turnover margin puts you in position. You can outright play well enough to be in this game late, and then who knows at that point. Yeah, I don't – by the way, again, I'm, I'm picking Florida State this weekend. I think they do need some things to go their way more than in any game previous up to this point. That that includes LSU. That includes Louisville on the road. That includes last week against NC State on the road. This is a different animal. I think it's a really good football team who, unfortunately for us – uh, you know, I mentioned it earlier in the week. They get Venables back at safety. They get uh, R.J. Mickens and, and Malcolm Green back. They also get um, Xavier uh, Thomas. Yeah, yeah, Thomas and Davis and Miles and Murphy and Henry and uh, Xavier and, Thomas had two sacks and six snaps last week. And Breezy's back. Yeah, Breezy's back. So they they got everybody back on their defensive line for the first time this year. They'll play together. It's crazy. And so, yeah, I was really frustrated because early in the week they weren't sure at Clemson that they were going to get any of those guys back, much less all of them, all of them, every starter. So, you know, you said it yesterday, Rust, maybe, I guess. You know, I know it was tongue-in-cheek, but I, I just – it's it's a little frustrating that, that that happened. But, you listen, that's the bottom line. Look, we're trying to get everybody back, too. You don't wish injury upon people. And, and, and you know what? At home, at night, get off to a good start. You, sh you should sustain a little bit of energy there and get into the second half with a chance. It can go chalk, but if I was stepping outside the way we cover it, which is very, very in the weeds, and I just looked at Florida State, how would I look at them? Like other teams I've seen from Power 5 last few years, it's a sneaky good football team. That's the way I'd describe Florida State if I was on the outside. They're sneaky good. Look, Wake Forest is a really good football team, mm -hmm. and if you look inside the numbers, explosive plays and, and yards per play and things like that, Florida State was in a position to win that football game just on paper. And NC State, which team was more dominant for a, a stretch of time in that game? Well, it was Florida State sure. in the first well, half. That makes it all the harder to accept the loss. Yeah. Of course it does, and that's where the fandom comes in, and, and you take that as uh, more personally. 
and I and it's been a week of taking that personally. That's yeah. one that slipped and out I of your fingers. Yeah. It, it's correct, and yeah. you could hear it in Mike's voice on yeah. Saturday in the post game and on Monday. He, mm. It took a while to shake that one off. But if you're looking at it just from a, a perspective of one-off game and you're breaking down Clemson and Florida State. Now, I know Florida State's not ranked, but you know what? That's a sneaky good football team. Clemson better be careful down there yeah, that's because how they can do something about it. About that's it. how people would talk and about it. And I think that's correct. Bar. Yeah, I, I, I think maybe it's correct. I, I don't know that this version of Clemson is as susceptible to the upset as the one the week before, the week before, the week before. I think I think this is a better version coming in here now that they're healthy. But I, I don't uh, – I don't – I don't overlook the idea that Florida State makes enough plays early in the game, gets some momentum, and all of a sudden the crowd's into it, and you got a, a hell of a game on your hands. I agree with that, but if if I said before we played one snap, or you saw one snap of the game against NC State that we're going to lose by two, you'd say, okay, that's a pretty good performance. And then you see the way we lost? In a way, aren't you more impressed with the potential of this football team with the way they went up there and put themselves in a position to run away with a game against NC State? Because before kickoff, we didn't. I don't think we either of us expected that was possible. I thought we were better... As a football team, now you got to play situations well to be able to say that definitively. But we controlled it. If you talk about that uh, 2014 college football playoff metric of game control, mm -hmm. who was in more control at the at the higher points of the game? That we're showing signs that there's something in us that's pretty good and dangerous. Well, independent of how good Clemson. There's is. a problem with NC State's offense, whether Leary got knocked out of the game or not. They're not very good. And that became evident and we furthered them down the line of not being very good. They haven't been good all year long. This Clemson offense is a better offense than NC State's offense, so I'm worried about that. Secondly, we didn't really do a great job, not for four quarters, certainly not, of blocking NC State. And and so the offensive line is regressing a little bit for us, and we're going against a better defensive line again this week. So when I add those two things up, I think, well, this is problematic. I mean, these usually add up to real problems. Now, some of that's offset by the dynamic athlete that Jordan Travis is, right? Now, the, the ability to let him run or to call his number in that regard can change the math in this situation. It really can. And I would unleash it without question. Jordan would be the focal point of this offense this weekend. I think it's the only way you win. I think you got to let – now listen, the quick game will be a big part of it. We both know that. At some point, Clemson will walk up and try to take that away. Probably will take it away. But you can incorporate Jordan's – there's a lot of mixing and matching here to try to patch it together. But I think you can do that because I don't think you can run traditionally. I don't think you can run out of the sets that we like to run out of uh, against this Clemson defensive line. That's probably true, but you know you can run the quick game with you know four wide, two on either side, and, and it's a sidecar running back. And that's a normal set for us. But Jordan's legs make that look different because you know you can run the quick game with a Tom Brady like passer, and that's yeah, one thing. Yeah, yeah. But if you're running the quick passing plays and you're counting before the the ball is snapped, and Jordan's legs are in the equation, you can still formationally look similar. But it doesn't mean that your priorities are the same because we want to run a lot of things between the tackles or counter or whatever it is. And I just I don't know that that can be the jab. That probably has to be the counterpunch. I think it does. Yeah, I don't think we'll be able to run much uh, in the way of uh, outside zone or counter here. I know we like to a lot, uh, obviously, but I, I think that's going to be difficult to, to have happen in this matchup. I do need uh, – and it, it certainly helped – there's no doubt getting Robert Scott back last week helped. He played well, and uh, they need him to continue to play well here. I need a little bit more out of Jazz, who's, you know, I don't know that he has anything else to give me. So uh, that's a bit of a problem, and uh, it, it is interesting to note what happened with Emmanuel and, and, and how that rotation occurred. I know they said it was a planned rotation. He hadn't played well lately, so that's... Yeah, I just I find it interesting that they think they need more help at right guard than right tackle. 
because Darius, in theory, can play either of those two positions. So would you be better off with a lineup that has Jazz at right guard and Darius at right tackle? Because they liked him at guard to begin the season, so I find that interesting that they chose Darius is going to help in the interior, not uh, on the tackle side. I'll be honest with you. The Dimitri Emanuel game the week before was so bad that I think they looked at that and went, okay, looks like we need him inside, uh, and that Jazz will just have to do what he can do, which is some things, but he's not elite by any stretch. He's a minus player at that position. So I, I think that that's the hard part of overcoming this. It also frustrates me to no end, and I, it doesn't do anybody any good to belabor this point, and all I've done is belabor this point. But every time I watch the games back again, I find myself dropping F-bombs about the fact that Bless Harris got hurt. Because, damn it, man, you could have dealt with your right guard getting hurt, but not your right tackle. This is a problem, and he is, frankly, world's better. <laughs> than than the alternative. And, uh, you know, that is just a little bit of bad luck is all that is, and it's tough to shake. If this game is close, really competitive down the stretch, it's a it's a culture win no matter what oh, happens. And, and I'm not doing the moral victories thing. I'm just telling you, the sequence of games that they're playing right now, the only thing, the principal thing that puts them in a position, not the only thing, but the principal thing that puts them in a position to win on uh, tomorrow night is not even what Clemson doesn't do. It's hard. It's hard. That's got to be a really tired bunch. These are two physical games, and it's more draining, point blank. If you win that game last week against NC State, adrenaline might help you a little bit extra. But this has to be about want to tomorrow. It's a weird. tough 14 days. You know what's weird, Tom? I don't think we would ever wish for, outside of our personal reasons, for a noon game against Clemson. Like, you wouldn't want it, right? Because they're, even at a place like Florida State, the atmosphere is not great at noon. Just isn't. No place. I don't. The big house at Michigan. It doesn't matter. It, you can almost feel the crowd yawning through the first yes, quarter. Yes, yes. You know, shaking you know, it off. People are shaking it off from the night before, rolling into that stadium. Next thing you know, it's the third quarter. Um, and and so it's kind of funny that I bring it up. I I'm glad it's not a noon game for beyond the personal reasons. I think we would be worse off in a noon game here than yep. th th this eight o'clock game. Mm -hmm. You will feel that man. That place is liquored up. They are ready to go. It's gonna. There's gonna be a buzz in the crowd. Quite literally, this will be uh, a raucous place. You just need to be able to facilitate a reason for this this fan base to believe enough to invest emotionally to where you feel that. And I think for everybody on the defensive interior, every hour of recuperation helps. It's worth something. And so if you get oh, an extra seven question. and a half yeah, hours sure. to recoup, yeah. you know that's that's important. You're not getting up at five in the morning to go to treatment. You can you can let the day linger a little bit longer. I agree. In in a lot of circumstances, on the road at home, there are different times that you want a three thirty kick or a noon kick. This is this helps push you over the finish line. There's no excuse to not be amped up for this game, and they will be, and they would have been no matter what. But it just, you know, they've been through a lot these last couple of weeks, and they keep getting banged up. It's yeah, not like they're coming yeah. out of the games clean and heartbroken. They're banged up and heartbroken. So they got to dig deep one more time. This is we talk about this pushing the buttons emotionally. You air it out. You've got a bye week after this. This is everything you've got. Don't worry about anything but now, because we can worry about licking our wounds tomorrow and all week next week if we need to. 
Without question, you got to air it out. This is it, man. This is if you're going to salvage something of a three game stretch that was always going to be difficult and not one in which you're favored, but one game. And even then, I think that might have been a mistake from Vegas. I mean, Wake Forest was legitimately good. But anyhow, that said, we were underdogs against NC State. We're underdogs here at home against Clemson tomorrow night. So it, there is no shame in, in the fact that you, you may go 0 3 these games. Not ideal. It is frustrating. It's all of those things. I agree with you. But. Uh, you can you can lay it on the line here because you got Georgia Tech off of a bye is your next game. You, you ought to be able to win that game. I don't care that Georgia Tech's playing better lately. You're a better football team than Georgia Tech. You have a lot more to play for. You'll be coming off the bye. You should be reasonably healthy at that point. Knock on wood, nothing happens on tomorrow night. But, I mean, the guys that haven't been playing. Only if nothing changes, will nothing happen tomorrow night? I mean, th- by the way, the, 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 the importance of um, – well, I, 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 I'm not going to get into Fabian Lovett again. I, I just – is he going to play again this year? I mean, at some point I'm going to need you to come back. Uh, Florida State is not the same team without him. And then when do you get Winston Wright, do you? At what point does he come back? Uh, that's another guy. And then I would ask you this question as we take a break. I think that we're getting really close, and I know I may be violating some of the stuff that I – have talked about in the past where I don't like us to do this. It's gotten us in trouble in the past. It's led to uh, physical detriments and mental uh, hangups. Are we getting close to starting Julian Armella on the right side? Because I think after this week we may be. Yeah, I don't know. This is the day. You well, I'm not talking that. about tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that'd be crazy. Uh, that that would be that's a toughie. Hey, son, get out there against Clemson. Yeah. Good luck with that. I I will say. That what I saw this week in practice for the first time, you know me, I've been very reluctant because mm-hmm. I'd rather win the war and not the battle for this man's career. I agree, but he's different, and we've but talked about that. They they might those two things could be aligned here shortly if he continues to have good practices because he's showing signs of the the valley is not so deep and the peak is still pretty really good. So it could be, it could be. But he is six just, foot six, three hundred and twenty pounds with great feet. That's different than yeah. the clay we've had to work with in the past. He's long, he's strong, he's and this is a compliment to you, Julian Armella. He's an ass. There's a lot of things about him that you absolutely adore for a tackle, for a for a lineman in, in general, for a football player. And for what this scheme calls for. You know, get yes. getting guys on the move. Yes, I'm They'll have to you. tell him to slow down. I'm telling he's he's too fast. He gets there too quick in, in preseason camp and some of these drills are running. But it's just you you don't want to short circuit what's going to be a really good offensive line career here at Florida State. We don't have do, a lot of them. I would never do it. I wouldn't. You know that I agree with you on this. I've talked about how we've ruined some kids in the past by having to play them, and you know we ran out of guys. We we lacked talent. We'd play some of the guys who were more talented, but they were freshmen. They'd get hurt because they weren't physically mature enough to handle it. Then that, in turn, those injuries led to a setback into the, the, their mental toughness because they were getting whooped all the time, and then they would come back. They wouldn't get the gains of an entire season to prepare their bodies. All of these things are reasons not to play very young offensive linemen. We talk about it all the time. But every now and then, when you do a good job in recruiting, you bring a five-star in or you bring a high four-star in, and you get a kid who's built a little different and has the mentality and is physically imposing enough to handle it, well, then maybe you, you look at him at like the outlier that he is, and you say, 
I don't think he would regress. I don't think he'd be hurt by that. And he may be that guy. And Georgia Tech is a good opportunity, uh, one way or the other. Somebody's ass in that game, probably. And be, and if he doesn't, so what? You still retain the shirt, and you can play against Louisiana, and that's that. Yeah. But yeah, you can I decide. think Georgia Tech is an excellent place on the schedule to give it a go. I just think we're we're, <laughs> we're falling off pretty quick over there on the right side. I know I've been a broken record about this for three weeks in a row, but man, I, I when we go back and watch games, I get tired of watching what we have over there right now. Well, I think they didn't run as many pulling action plays because they're scared to death of mm-hmm. it, them not getting there in time. Correct. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. We do have Lee Sterling coming up around sports. Time to uh, look at some games around the country, see which side of the fence he's on. It's next, 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Pre-game, post-game, no game at all. Anytime is the right time for Zaxby's Platters. Just as long as you're hungry, feed your team with your choice of traditional or buffalo fingers or boneless or traditional wings. If you're having trouble deciding, get the best of both worlds with a sampler platter. Don't forget that world-famous Zaxby's sauce. Satisfy your chicken craving with Zaxby's Platters. Order online or in the app. Your Tallahassee Zaxby's, a proud Golden Chief booster for 17 years Go Knowles, indeed. About ready to switch over here and uh, jump on board with my man Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. Get the games for this week. He had a he had a little email that went out uh, just uh, yesterday. Double checking here. Yeah, we're good to go. We got him. We're ready. We're ready. I love the games this week. Lee Sterling, how the hell are you, good sir? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm great. I'm in a good mood. Should be a fun weekend. It's a it's oh, a great week. God. Separation it's Saturday, baby. The card this week. Yeah. Insane. I love College it. College football and NFL. All right, I'm going out of order. You know what, you know what I decided to do? What? I, I don't. I don't know if I, I. I'd never done this before. I didn't watch the game last night. Oh, it was such a bad game. It wasn't worth your time. I didn't watch much of it. You're talking about the sorry ass uh, Washington Commanders in yeah. Chicago Bears. Yeah. Yeah. After last week, I said, you know what? I'm wasting time. Yeah. So yeah, I, I took I took my wife out to dinner. Good for you. I took the dog. Sat outside. Oh yeah. Uh, by the water. And then came home. When the game ended, I had been doing some work. Watched it on YouTube. 18 minutes it took to watch the whole game. Hey, buddy, 12-7 to 7 screams from the mountaintop that it wasn't worth your time even watching the condensed version. No, but I've got to watch it, you know, <laughs> I mean, for my business. But yeah. you know what? I, if, if the game doesn't interest me, and, I, you know, I'm watching it, and I'm usually doing other things, you know, doing some work. But I just decided this is a waste of time. They're going to put bad games out there. And then... On top of it, when the games are on prime, I can't do live betting. They're they're behind like 50, 60 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The in-game live bet is uh, brutal for you in that situation. By the way, 
I it is fascinating to I I watched the first quarter and a half and it was only because I was having a laid back night and I was writing I had to do some writing and I was I look up and every time I did the Bears were inside the five not scoring I mean it was the dumbest thing ever they have a ball hit a helmet go straight up in the air now I made some mistakes as a quarterback I can honestly say never made one that Justin Fields made last night. Throwing the ball inside the five sidearm right over the middle. Off a helmet? And hit the helmet. What are you doing throwing the ball sidearm? I mean, mean, if you're you're falling down or a guy's coming at you jumping up, Uh okay, throw sidearm. But sidearm over the middle inside the five? It's a, it's a recipe for disaster. It was weird. When he did it, I went, what is he? Oh, that's an interception. And then later on, they went for it on fourth down, and he got hit on the one. And I was like, okay, well, they're not going to score tonight. So there's that. All right, All right games for the week. Here we go. I'm going to go out of order because I want to start with the one I'm most excited about, at least in terms of the non-FSU game. Alabama. Now, initially, I know you have this at 7.5. I think it's down to 7. I got it at 7.5. Hey, man, maybe I'm a sucker. I took Tennessee in in Neyland. I I just did. Tell me why I'm wrong or tell me why I'm right. I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Okay. I think the right side is Alabama. Okay. And I do think Bryce Young's going to play. Well, that's the only way you can make that argument, yes. Right. That's it. And so (laughs) I'm going to wait. And I just think this is Tennessee money coming in. So Tennessee beat LSU last week. And, okay, Tennessee deserves credit for winning the game. But LSU – Fumbles the opening kickoff. Yep. Then uh, allows a 58-yard punt return. Then the next two possessions, fourth down goes for it, uh, gets stopped. They're down 20 to nothing. That reminds me, you ever hand your kid milk in the kitchen and they don't make it out of the kitchen? And they, they, <laughs> fum- they drop the milk and it's all over the place? <laughs> yes. That was LSU, I mean, last week. The LSU sometimes plays that way. So Tennessee's improved. I mean, they're closer than they've been – Anytime the last five years when it was 22 points was the closest margin of victory. But they still have some injuries. Cedric Tillman, not playing. Receiver, over 1,000 receiving yards, 12 touchdowns last year. Two of the top four DBs, not playing. Roll Tide, 45-31. They do get Gerald Mincy back at tackle. That's an important role for them yeah. if they're going to try to win a score fest. It'll be a fun game. I do think that's true, too. All right, so let's go to the top. Mississippi State and Kentucky. Will Levis back for Kentucky or no? He is back, and that's why the line's dropping. So, okay. Uh, they will be much, much better with Will Evans. Yes. I, I think he's going to be a really good NFL quarterback. Maybe the best of anyone out there. But they still are underperforming. This is what's good about this time of year. We got data. Last year, they totaled, on average, 424 yards per game. This year, just 356. So it's not him. It's the receivers, and it's the line. That's the biggest problem. Also... People will say, oh, well, Kentucky, they don't have to face a rushing attack. You know, South Carolina ran 42 of 61 times. That's why they beat them. Also, Ole Miss, 39 runs, only 29 passes. Yeah, Mississippi State throws it almost 67% of the time, but they are short, high-percentage throws. They use it like a running game. I like Mississippi State, 34-23. 34-23, fun game. Again, Ole Miss minus 14.5 against Auburn. Auburn's a mess. They're reeling. We've talked about this at length. Um, I, you know, we, The Harson watch is on. You give him the 14.5 here. I, I don't know how he didn't get let go of his coaching duties last week. If they lose by two touchdowns, this is it. So I'm looking. I'm saying, okay, maybe they'll rally. I'm always looking at both sides of the coin. How can a team win? 
Well, I think the way to victory if you're playing Ole Miss is you got to get some interceptions from Jackson Dart. Well, Auburn, only one interception this season. Well, you got to control the ball. Well, <laughs> Ole Miss doesn't need time of possession last week. 52 points, 591 yards, and only 18 minutes in time of possession here. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Sometimes you got to lay it if you want to play it. Ole Miss, 41-17. Syracuse against a beat-up NC State, uh, who obviously will not have Leary in this game, but that number has shifted to a sizable amount. Uh, I don't know where you're – do you get seven and a half? Is that what you're seeing here? Yeah, I'm seeing seven, seven. And wow. Half. Yeah, if you got it early in the week, then you could have got a better better price there. But uh, do you like Syracuse to win this game? They've been a bit of a story this year uh, as one of the surprise teams. They are one of the surprise teams, but I, I think this kid, Jack Chambers, can be fine. Charleston Southern, starter for a number of years, and usually did best in big games. So I think this kid is not going to be the reason they lose. I like the fact that they played Clemson and Florida State. I think they're battle-tested here. Um, Syracuse, I mean, they played two awful defenses. We're talking about Purdue and Virginia. Would you agree? Bottom 20, 25. Virginia's especially. Purdue's defensive line is not bad, but go ahead. Yeah, but it's the back seven, not good. Yeah, yeah. So they've, those two teams, they only average 4.7 and five, 5 yards per snap. That's not going to be good enough. Wrong team favored. North Carolina State upsets Syracuse. They're not used to being a favorite in a big game here, 24-17. Finally, our game. Here it is, Florida State and Clemson. Uh, road game for Clemson at night, given four to the Knowles, who I'm not sure are healthy enough to win this game, but maybe. What say you? What did you think the line was going to be when it came out? I thought it would be a touchdown in favor of Clemson. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of surprised that it, it was as low as it was. Um, I, I, FSU's a lot more competitive this year than they've been the last three years. We know that. Uh, they're a better team. They're moving in the right direction. I just don't think they're good enough yet. That's what I believe. And and you look at, let's look at some numbers. DJ Ugalele, last year, 55% completion percentage at this time. Nine touchdowns, 10 interceptions. This year, completing almost 65% of his passes, 14 touchdowns, two interceptions. The line, their offensive line last year was horrific. I think that they're, you know, competitive this year. And Will Shipley, inside the, the red zone, I mean, one of the best running backs this year. Doesn't get enough credit here. Um, Clemson's won six straight in this rivalry. They make it seven here. I think they win this game 31-17. I think I chose 34-20, Clemson, so we're pretty okay. much on the same page. Two touchdowns. Yeah, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, game of the week, Florida and LSU. Florida's favorite there. How can folks get it, Lee? Uh, just call 800-400-9741. Give them the game for free. 800 400 Nine seven four one. We're on a thirty-seven and nineteen run last five weeks. You notice I didn't give out the Miami game. Did yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> Are you done yet with them? Um, if if they don't win this week, um, Virginia Tech's awful. Virginia Tech's terrible. Them, yes. Terrible. Terrible. If they don't win the game, um, yeah, they should pack it in. So um, they want to get involved. Great week. Everything's going on. Baseball playoffs. We're seven and two. Hockey, start off, we're 4-1. UFC card this Saturday, and I have a very rare 245-unit selections. Our biggest play we've given out this year has been a 40-unit play. 245 units, one in college, one in the NFL. Go Saturday and Sunday. We're 51-18 and 18 on these the last decade. Just 247, October, 
Use coupon code SAVE100, $247 for three weeks. Um, ParamountSports.com. I'm going to text you the games right now. As soon as the game starts, Jeff, on Saturday and Sunday, feel free to text uh, you know, put tweet them out, and uh, let's go. Let's have a big week. Well, I'm glad you're giving them to me because I was just about to say, you've got my phone number. Let's go, brother. Uh, be well, man. I wanted, you, I, wanted, I wanted you to grovel a little. <laughs> well, there, I just did. Okay. Be good, brother. Be good. All right, buddy. All right. You take care. See you later. You too. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. By the way, Hinton Hooker's first start for the Vols in week three of last season. Since that time, he's 12-5 and five with 41 passing touchdowns. That's 20 more than Virginia Tech has, a team in the, has as a team in that time. Uh, he's thrown just two interceptions. That's 19 fewer than Florida's thrown in that time, by the way. Through five games this year, he sits atop the SEC in nearly every passing stat. That includes he's third in uh, total yardage, fourth in touchdowns, leads the conference with a 179.5 passer rating, it's interesting. It's a different animal with Alabama's defense. I think there's a misnomer about Alabama's defense. Uh, they're, they're actually quite good. Uh, no team has reached 375 total yards in a game against Alabama yet this year. Now, that probably would have been different. Yeah. Texas probably would be in the upper 400s, lower 500s if Ewers doesn't get hurt. Right. And they are top 30 defense in explosiveness allowed. Uh, that's a huge component. But now, is Bryce Young 100%? I will say this. If for some reason they have to start Jalen Milrow, they'll get killed. Tennessee will beat them like a drum if he starts. But if Bryce starts. So don't play it until yeah, you know. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah maybe yeah. around 2.30 tomorrow. Ho- hold on with that one. Neyland is crazy. I've been to a game there. It is fun. Unlike the big house at Michigan, which is boring and flat and spans out instead of up, it's it's not an atmosphere at all. There's no intimidation factor, zero at Michigan. People talk about it all the time. It's it's ass. But you go to Neyland, now that's a real atmosphere. Incoming text from our buddy Mike. And well, I'm just letting you know it's two. all right. I love Mike. And, uh, you know, I have nothing against Michigan. I'm indifferent. They're, they don't matter to me. But I've been to a game there. You're like, eh, yawn. But Neyland's a very different story. Uh, just like going to a game at Clemson is a real atmosphere. Yeah, it's straight yeah. up. It's loud. Hell, Florida is a better uh, atmosphere. It's it's a lot better. You need to be on your P's and Q's if you're in the upper deck, just in terms of yeah, you could die. placing your feet in the right place. <laughs> you could yeah. die, right. Uh, think about this weekend, though. He didn't get Penn State, Michigan, which I did in the sports book. If you want to go find it, go to YouTube, go to the sports book. i give you a write-up there. I actually think Penn State's going to win that game outright. Come on. Director Matthew, your team needs to show up. Your 75-year-old quarterback needs to buck up, make a play. 39th career start for him, by the way. Oh, my goodness. Clifford's been there since Matthew was like a teenager. Since some of our senators were in their 20s. <laughs> it's Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Show Live Nation's Friday. Good to be with you. Appreciate you being with us. 93.3 Real Talk Radio Watch TV. I saw Fugazi in Orlando and I was very, very young and uh, it was it was a great show and by the way, I, I see it's one one of only two shows I've ever been at where I got nervous. Like Why? Because of the crowd? For my person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was down up front and uh, it got it started to get a little dicey. Start get a little dicey. That happened to my wife in a show she went to years ago where she passed out because of the pressure the against push, the, the yeah. rail. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. she said a bouncer saved her life, put, picked her up and well, they do. her over. Yeah. They do. They pick you up and move you around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This wasn't quite that, and I was able to kind of swing elbows and get out of where I was. But The first court storming against Duke in 2006, the first of two that night. Don't confirm the Grinch's fears by saying that you feared for your safety. 
What? Do you remember Duke? You remember the head coach oh, who the, you complained? You called the Grinch? Oh, man. Yeah, he's a clown. Kind of looks like a rat, but yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, he, he, I feel for my same thing. Yeah. No, I just did because I'd never been in a court storming before, and I didn't realize that that's what that was all about. So this drunk loser in front of me, if he loses his balance, I'm done. You know, that's what I realized is, oh, that's, you know what? Yeah, you're too dependent on I'm others. I'm too dependent on other mm. dumb people. So I'm just going to hang on the outside for the second court storming. That's what I did. <laughs> The games of separation Saturday that we didn't touch on, uh, which is another reason I'm giddy that we're playing a night game, because you and I, even though we will indeed be doing the pregame show from Hotel Indigo yet again, good times abound there on the roof. It should be great weather, all of it. I'm very, oh, yeah. very, very excited about that. But we'll have enough time during the day, man. you got a noon Penn State-Michigan kickoff. You've got Alabama-Tennessee at 3.30. Oklahoma State-TCU, sneaky, great game. Out of the, you know, out of the Big Twelve at three thirty as well, the NC State Syracuse game is also a three thirty contest, which I think you would admit we're kind of interested in. Oh, very much so. Yeah. yeah. So that too is a fun game. Now, if you were hell bent on watching, say Mississippi State and Kentucky, and you're going to the four state game, you can't watch it. Oh, same time. What a shame. I don't know too many people that are hellbent on watching that one. Guys, I'm torn. I don't know what to do. Southern Cal at Utah, which will be a fun game, and it's an 8 o'clock kick is one you'll also miss. But the games that I'm talking about that we're all excited about are all at the time of day where we can watch them before going into our game. And I am told, once again, this is mostly for me, but just sharing it with everybody. That there will be a TV on the deck at Indigo because yeah, yeah, people want to watch games as we're trading points back and forth and doing the beautiful volley like it's a tennis court of ideas. I will be sneaking peeks over at whatever is on that television screen. The slate's too good this weekend, and we're fans of the sport. We're Noel fans first, but we are fans of the sport. Well, here you go, Kansas, Oklahoma. This is a train wreck right now in Norman. That's a noon game. You can watch that game as well. We'll see. Do they rise up for Brent Venables and play well against Kansas, who's been a kind of an underdog darling this year, finally coming off their first loss, a close game against TCU? It's a big number, too. It's nine. That's huge. It really, I mean, they are counting on Venables rallying the troops here and getting Oklahoma. I don't know that I see it. When you lose 49 to nothing to a rival, it suggests you may have quit on the season. And I'm just saying, that that's kind of a toughie. Well, maybe they were just getting ready for the Kansas game and they forgot <laughs> to prepare for the rival. <laughs> Iowa State and Texas. Iowa State, the state of Iowa is allergic to touchdowns. But that said, they do play defense. They hate touchdowns of any kind, whether it's them on offense or they're defending. Iowa State at number 22, Texas, that too, is at noon. Okay, this is a sign you really love college football. The other nooner is a Beth Moen special, but I'm excited about it. Minnesota-Illinois is a good football game, Tom. Is it? Maybe not by definition of entertainment, Yeah, but just in terms of matchup, it is a good football game. Why? You like the Illinois side of the equation? No, I just like how physical both teams are. Okay. I think they're going to oh, hit okay. the hell this out of each other. This isn't an angle. This is just the purity of football. Just the purity wow. of old school rock'em sock'em football. And the under. And the under. Uh, and then if you wanted to have fun with any of the other games, I guess you could say, yeah, you're going to miss LSU in Florida. Whoopie-doo. You're going to miss uh, – I was going to watch Stanford Notre Dame. So LSU-Florida is what, the night? 7 o'clock. The SEC game, SEC Network game, I mean. Yeah, it's an ugly game, SEC Network. But that, I think Florida won that game. But uh, LSU is interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, <laughs> they're starting to get figured out there. Offensively, they're just – 
they're a mess. They're a bit of a mess, you know. And 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 at some point, the inability to have a drop back pass game. It seems very much yeah, like that's what Brian point, would like to get out of the offense. And yeah, I mean, at some point that really catches up with you. You know, I mean, you got you got to you got to be able to. We said it last year. That's the beauty of Jordan Travis's season last year. You know, there were moments in time where he he did some things, but we never consistently had a drop back pass game. Well, you can only get by with tricks and gadgets and running around for so long. You got to be able to run an offense. Just talking to Director Matthew about this during the break, but the one thing about this offense, and it's one of the strengths of it, is that it's player agnostic in a sense. You know, wherever the matchup is, that's where you want to go with the ball, and, mm-hmm. and that's a good thing, and it, it empowers a quarterback. It develops the quarterback quickly. And helps receivers stay engaged. Right. And, yeah. But wouldn't this be a game where you go players and not and Coach, not plays? Coach just got done talking about players not plays. I mean – Johnny, this is a game for a lot of targets and a lot of blocks for Johnny. He has to be, if not the featured piece, you know, Jordan's involved in that, of course, but he's got to be top two or three where you say, man, they're, they're really calling 14's number for a lot of things tonight. He has to be one of the centerpieces to make this thing work tomorrow. Yeah, I, I kind of look at this game, like all big games, as games where you have to rely heavily on your stars. So... One of them, I keep waiting to come back, and that's on the defensive side of the ball, and it's well-documented, and we've been talking about it. But offensively, I put the game on Jordan's back, and obviously if Jordan's going to win you the game, he's going to have to do it running and throwing, but throwing, Johnny Wilson is the guy that you're throwing to. Now, it's always interesting to talk about the receivers. They're, They're much better than they were a year ago. They're not elite. They're just much better than they were a year ago. But they're coming off their worst game. I don't know that motivation serves as anything that improves a skill. So, like, if you can't catch or you're wildly inconsistent catching the football, having a bad week, which then serves as a motivator to do better, I don't know that it improves your ability to catch the ball more consistently. Maybe it intensifies focus. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, you know, we've all wanted to do something better because we did it poorly the time before, but if we haven't if we haven't improved that skill over time, I don't know that it's possible. A professional example would be Mike Evans, who's a lot better at not dropping the football than he used to be. These days, I don't know where that came from. He though. had a nickname that we can't repeat on the no, air for no. Jameis' tenure, <laughs> and it wasn't a good one. No. And since then, I mean, the last two or three seasons, I'd say, the drops aren't the issue. It's just that every time he falls, he's hurt. He's hurt, yeah. But I will say for Johnny's case this week, practice doesn't tell you everything, but he was maybe the best player at practice this week. I think whatever happened on Saturday, motivated, whatever you want to call it, he bounced back and he looked as sharp as he has been, which is great news because it's all facets. He's not a one-trick pony. This is not Greg Carr. This is somebody who could do a hell of a lot more than just run a nine or you know a jump ball in the end zone. And when you need tunnel screens and perimeter bubbles and things like that to work to fan out Clemson's defense, then Johnny's blocking, Malik McLean's blocking, Kentron's blocking. Yeah. Those things are critical to make it all go. Malik, Kentron, Johnny, all really good blockers, all guys that I think will take it upon themselves to do that this week. This is going to be my guess about the offense is that it's a lot of the quick game, like we've talked about most of the week, which requires your receivers to block for one another, and it's a good thing that they have an unselfish, unselfish group who really does. Um, yeah, it's 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 uh, 
it's a fun group to root for because of that reason. The facet I think that we're going to see that resembles last year's offense a little bit more, and this is just a guess based upon not practice intel, but watching the opponents and knowing what Jordan can do. Remember, in the beginning of Jordan's career, there are a lot of plays that look like straight read options, and then he's got the second and third option, which mm-hmm. is I'm running or I'm, I'm firing it out off, to the flat. Yeah, I'm a big fan of I'm taking off this week. We have not seen that particular choice being made a lot this year, where he is he's decided to keep the ball, he's taken a few steps towards where the slot would be, and then he's deciding then, do I pass or do I keep? That has not been a big part of the offense this year. It was a staple in Jordan's earlier iteration as a quarterback. Here. You know, I believe one of the reasons was the aforementioned need, obviously, to prove himself as a pocket passer. He had miles to go coming into this season in that regard, and then he has proven that, uh, and then some. And so that that's good that that's on tape for him and all of that, but uh, I also think because he got dinged up. So, you know, when you're dinged, uh, and, and you're, you're fighting through that, you probably aren't apt to run as much. You don't want to miss large swaths of the season because you aggravate an injury that he's had to fight through. But the, the indication that we got against NC State with that long run, the one really long run, is that he's almost 100% there with the knee and the foot. And so I, you could probably look for him to run. I didn't see any aggravation of that in that game. I didn't see any indicators that he came out of that game worse off than when he went into it. So my guess would be that if you're going to see that element of the offense, it is Saturday night. I mean, how can it not be? You've got to pull out everything. As you correctly noted, two reasons. A, that's a better team we're playing. B, it's the bye week afterwards. So you've got time. You're going to have you know, deep bruises and all those things and soreness. But I need you here. you got to put it on your back. You want to talk about uh, kind of ridding yourself of the inconsistency of the last two games from Jordan, his worst two games so far this season, then that that would be it. I know there's human nature, and you're trying to develop kids and move them on to the next level. I just sincerely hope that that's not a part of the equation of, I've got to put on tape that I can throw the ball, you know, in terms of a game like this. Oh, I don't... I hope it doesn't seep into habits, which mean that I'm now more reluctant because I've got to do this other thing. No, because you are right, and I'm sure Mike would say this. Look, the NFL is not what it once was. It will accept quarterbacks who are dual-threat guys. They can build offenses around guys like that now, and if Jordan's going to make it, it's not because he's 6'4", 230 with a cannon. That's not who he is. So, that's what that would be. Man, that hour flew past. We're busy out here today. Hour number two, forthcoming. Stay with Jeff Cameron, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV.